Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Hello. Good to see everyone from near and far. You have joined a child's pose in progress. And whenever you're ready to come on down to your mat and go for it, we've had a request for side body openers. Sounds good out there? Yeah. We in with it? Yes. Many thumbs up. So, yeah. With that in mind, start with attention to that area of the body, whatever you kind of think of when you bring your attention to side body is the right place. There are lots of opportunities there. We may consider ribs or the sides of the waist or the sides of the hips, maybe the outer legs or the outer edge of the arms. Eventually, these all make the, the side line of the body that sometimes referred to as a side channel. Yeah. Interesting fact in the yoga practice, the side channel also involves the corners of your mouth. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll do some work trying to uh, clear the whole thing out and get those corners really, really light. And uh, that'll, be, that'll be a job well done. <laughs> Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees. We'll move through cat and cow poses. One more round through. And then come back into a center line and make your way up to downward facing dog. Some breath in and breath out. And you bring your attention to your right hand and your right arm. And really just dial up the work there. So right hand presses down, right arm squeezes and reaching. And it's like you've got it on a dimmer switch, right? It's like a light. And you're turning the light all the way up in the right arm and right hand. 
then match that with the left. Right? So you can just equal amount of work. And it's amazing how like we thought we were doing all this work and then we started to play with this. And like now you're doing now you're doing twice as much work, aren't you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Dang, dang, teacher. Right. And then the same thing with the right leg, right? Right foot down and out. Right. Just like turn that dimmer switch all the way up. Now you got both arms and your right leg. Now left leg joins it. Right. Now all four, right, on that equal dimmer switch, right? You got arms and legs working together. And they're just equal, equal opportunity for all that to work. And wherever you are with this right now, bend your knees just a bit more than what you got and send your outer hips up and back. Right? And keep the knees a little bent so you can slide the hip crease up. Right? It's just going to be able to go a little further with a little more bend in your knee. Right? We're all going to have that. Then you can work with straightening the legs and see if you can keep that lift of the outer hips. So we're thinking of the side body, right? It's hands and hips, the outer hips that can create that line. And so find your optimal knee bend that allows you the most elongation from hands to outer hips. Right? We'll all have a different amount and it'll be different day to day, possibly even from down dog to down dog within the same day. Look forward to your hands. Walk forward into ragdoll. And here, go ahead and take your feet wide apart and press down and out. And wrap your arms around one another. Let your elbow points get heavy toward the floor. So you're thinking the side body now from the hip crease down through your elbow point. That's the, the lengthening factor. This might work a little better. Yeah, try that one. You're welcome. Good. Really nice. Let your upper body have a little sway side to side. So real slow, kind of the, the energetic equivalent of seaweed and really calm water. If uh, you're just being drawn along at the pace of your breath, you can think of it as like you're just letting yourself get a little heavier as you move side to side through the back of your head so that the upper back it's really open and you let yourself get heavier through your elbow points so the side body has received that one more breath here making your way back to center you release your hands to the mat and bring feet together. That could mean they touch, it could mean they're just close, but they're underneath you, you feel secure. And press into your feet to rise up, standing mountain pose. Fan your toes, fan your fingers, tap into pinky toe, pinky fingertip, right? These outer edges of the side body. And then hands to heart center, have a moment. You get a breath in. And a breath all the way out just to get clear and to know what you're about. Big sun A. Inhale, reach up. And exhale, bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway flat back. Plant your hands, step back, 
Hej, Lopusha. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, breathe out. And breathe in, upward facing duck. Breathe out, down dog. You look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. Last round here, breathe in, reach up. Feet to your fingers extend. And then exhale, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands. High or low push-up. Breathe out, press the floor. And breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Pause here. Set your gaze to your right foot. As turn it to the diagonal and plant it flat. Then look up your right leg. Make it as straight as it will go. Just like test the theory, as straight as it will go. For most of us, once we get this leg straight, we'll feel some outer hip, outer thigh, outer calf action maybe uh, bend your left knee so you get just as much knee bend as you need there as you want there and hands press down really hike the left or the right hip up so right hip crease right outer hip pull up toward the ceiling and you stamp your heel down into the mat Right arm reaches forward. You could even slide the right hand a little forward of the left. Breath in. Breath out. Come back to center. Down dog. And just pause and receive the information that just gave you. Right? Just feel what you feel. And uh, it doesn't need to be shaken sh off. Shaken. <laughs> Shook. Shaken. Shaken, not stirred. Uh, it's just there. It's there. Right. And a lot of times in yoga, we'll feel stuff and we'll immediately try to get rid of it. I don't know why. Like we come to yoga to like feel our body and then like we just want to get rid of these feelings. Uh, but it's human. Right. So look to your left foot and turn the left foot flat. Right. And it's, it's to the outer or to the diagonal. Press into the foot and straighten the leg just as much as you can. Bend the right knee as much as you need to. Left outer hip up and back. 
transforming. So all pieces of that are important when we want to get into like a really good deep stretch of this area. The straightness of the leg counts. Right? The bend of the other knee, which allows for the hip to drop, uh, one hip to drop, one to lift. And then this hoisting of the hip crease up, right? That is real and hands pressing down. That brings you into the, the elongation of the torso. Maybe you take the arm a little further forward and you get into the underarm area, you get into the arm itself, you get breath in, and then slowly back to center. You can take down dog, you can take child's pose, but just have the time to again pick up on those sensations. Right? Equally important to the doing of the thing is the feeling of the thing. And uh, luckily, like in yoga, like thinking about the thing is not required. You do not have to think about it. You do not have to have an opinion about anything. Right? Like it is so freeing to not have to have an opinion. Right? But just to experience and be and breathe and like remember that in ourselves, the explorers, the the creative artists, the. You know, curious-minded learners that we can be. You know, look forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold forward. Hips back, Ukatasana. As your hips sit back, reach through your ring and pinky finger tip, elongating front body, side body there. Exhale, we'll bow. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, heel toe your feet apart. And step your right foot back, land it, really feel yourself land. You're in a lunge. Press into your feet, reach up for crescent. When you exhale, sit deeper in that crescent. When you inhale, you're going to reach your heart up, arms up, and then exhale, hands to heart, then to the mat. Step back high or low push-up. Breathe in, upward-facing dog. And we'll breathe out, downward-facing dog. Inhale, right leg up and back behind you. And exhale, bend the knee and draw it into your chest. And a big step. A low lunge, press into your feet and rise up. And then lower. Breathe in, lift. Breathe out. Hands are coming down and reaching for the front of the mat. You're going to step the back foot up. Get feet together. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And breathe out. Fold. Just take a moment. Feel the two sides of your body, left to right. Some different stuff going on. We're going to sit the hips back. Reach up. Ukatasana, chair pose. The hip crease to ring fingertip. And then exhale. Fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, toe heel your feet about hip distance apart. Pick up the left leg, tighten it as you straighten it back, land lightly, feel your feet. 
Then inhale, you're coming up. You have plenty of time to construct this well. And then exhale, right? It doesn't matter how deep, but you're deepening whatever your experience is. Lift. And then hands to your heart, to the mat. And step back, high or low push-up. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. Left leg up and back. Bend the knee, take your time. Come forward, step lightly. Feel your feet. Feel that there's a lunge there at the base, up to the legs. Then inhale, reach up. Now you create the upper body extension. And exhale, bend the knee. Get deeper. Inhale, lift again. Your balance gets more challenging as you deepen that for sure. Hands down to heart center and then step up. Get feet together. Top of the mat, breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Awesome. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. Gonna take eagle, wrap your right arm underneath and your right leg over top your left. So set your gaze through your forearms. We're embarking on a whole month to practice better balance, which is going to be more than just standing on one foot, but for sure we've got these designated balancing poses. I'm just going to move through them today, get a read on how they feel for you. Know that over the course of this next few weeks, uh, we're going to see some, some changes around these. Right? Some focused you know, time and attention to what is balance. Right? Not holding a pose, but balance. Next inhale, you're going to unwind and reach up. Feel your feet, feel your fingers, get as long as you can get. And then the other side, you're going to wrap your left arm underneath and your left leg over top. Right. And this is purposefully drawing you in, right? Eagle, right? Uh, the idea is that these limbs coming to center does not make balance necessarily easier, right? This is a complex scenario, but it is focusing you on your midline. And we can get all wrapped up, literally, in what our arms and hands are doing, right? Or start to kind of feel this idea of midline, right? There's the shin bones hugging in, the abdominals hugging in, the elbow points lifting up. Doesn't matter how many times you wrap your forearms, but are you clenching your teeth? Are you furrowing your brow? Can you bring this back to balance? Inhale, unwind, reach up. Good stuff. And with your exhale, hands to heart center. And you're going to cross your right foot to the outside of the left thigh. So we'll just start here. Pause and get the, get the mechanics here that the right ankle is to the outside of the knee. It's not on the knee, the ankle bone, your lateral malleolus, if you want to know, uh, to the outside of the leg. But once you got that, flex the foot strongly and pull your outer thigh back. So you're pulling the right thigh back. Yeah, good. Then, as if there's a chair behind you, go ahead and sit your hips back, 
but stay as upright as you can while you go, right? Yeah. And there'll be a point at which you're like, okay, that's it. There's no more, right? And like, you just play with that. When you get to that point where you know you're sitting as low as you're going to go, then hinge forward and you go toward a flat back. This is a standing pigeon. You're going toward a flat back, heart forward. It is not easy. Uh, thank goodness we're mostly sober. On your inhale, you're going to unwind and reach up. Mountain pose, super good. And then hands to heart center. All right. Pause, set your gaze. We're going to take the left ankle outside the right knee. Okay. And just play with that until you get that alignment and that ankle bone outside the knee thing. It matters. It matters for the comfort of your knee that your ankle bone is not pushing into it. Also matters that your ability to leverage this then left thigh back. You start to sit. And you sit straight back, keeping your chest up as high as you can. One thing to notice, are your hips kind of drifting over to one side? For some of us, they'll drift right, some of us left to, to avoid, right? And straight back as much as you can. Once you can no longer sit down, you start to then hinge and fold into a half lift. So we're not trying to get down toward the floor. That's a different pose or something else there, but this is heart forward. And if you can put your elbow points to your shin, you kind of hook them there. Yeah. yeah. And you pull your heart forward. Yes. This is awesome. On your inhale, unwind and reach up. Mountain pose. Flow through a sun A. Exhale, bow forward. Inhale, lift halfway. Plant your hand, step back. High to low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Pause here for breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. And breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out. Oh. Oh. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Breathe out, hands to heart center, samasthiti. Those first two were our bent knee balance poses. Now we move into straight legs. We'll start with uh, standing leg raise. So let's go with a knee, right knee up, catch it in your right hand. And left hand, we're going to bring to the hip. You're going to point your left elbow straight back, best you can. That's going to pull your shoulder blade in toward the center of your back, keep you from uh, tilting to the side. Keep that. You're going to take your knee out to the side. So standing leg raise B, this is knee or leg, but let's go with the knee right now to the side. Left elbow points back, heart lifts up. And keep the knee, bring it back center. Stand leg raise C, you're gonna swap the hands. This time bring your right hand to your hip, right elbow's pointing toward the back wall. Turn your chest to the side. There are other fancy things we can do with the arm, right? but the twist is in turning your chest. Good. Come on back to center, knee up, catch with both hands. D, hug the knee in. Then moving from that series, we go to airplane. Right? 
arms beside you, leg back behind. So we're moving the leg around center line. The other two, you're crossing over center line. Now you've gone forward, side, and back. Good. Then just to make it a little more complex, hands to heart center, a block in your left hand for half moon. Now everything's moving in all directions. You got like, yeah, a block is, is key here to being sure that you're standing arm, right? You want that shoulder in line with the hip. If that shoulder's below your hip, well, first of all, count yourself as, as normally proportioned because you would have to be on the very tip of your middle finger, even if you were perfectly proportioned arm to leg, right? It would have to be balanced on the tip of your middle finger, right, on the floor. But for most of us, leg might be a little longer than the arm, torso length might play into this. Having a block is never going to hurt. It's most always going to help. Right? When you get your lower shoulder up in line with your hip, you can go in all four directions. Right? One more breath in, pull your chest forward, and then exhale, bow forward. Good. Toe heel your feet apart. You're going to come into a squat, a low squat, or you can sit. I'm just going to show that with half moon because these things, just want to go over. These things are not, if you can't do a pose, use one of these. Like, I just want to get that out, like out of the consciousness. It's not about that. Used to be that, that like that was common. When I started yoga, teacher was like, well, if you can't do it, you know, if you can't, and it's just a way that you set it up. Like if you say like, if you can't do this, use a block. Well, it's like, well, I can. I can do half moon like this. I can do half moon like this. I can even balance like this. My experience kind of sucks here, right? Because I can't really open up because uh, there's, there's a few things around, like with my body geometry, my arm is way short. I have T-Rex arms. Um, so for me to be properly balanced, I need to be on a block. I do this for a living. Like I do this for a living. And if I haven't gotten good enough to not use a block yet, there's something wrong. Right? Or maybe blocks aren't about that. They're about uh, helping our body geometry. For most of us, arm leg length, there's a discrepancy. So if you're not perfectly proportioned with the, uh, you know, the being able to to spin on your middle fingertip here, um, you know, you're just never going to be able to get your upper hip open the way that we we want to be in half moon to experience that. And even if you are, right, it won't hurt you to have a block. But what the block will do, uh, it will give us all some stability. The higher you get your chest, the more stable you're going to be. The closer you are to upright, the more stable you're going to be. Right? But mostly it's going to give you this opportunity, this opportunity to turn your body open. Can you see where, where this is like my, my body's facing one direction? Like this is all the front body versus now my body's turned toward the floor and I can't really do anything about getting open there. And side note, reason this is called half moon is uh, the idea that you're taking one side of your body, one half of the body, and turning it to the side, it's like the the sun reflecting off the moon, like the, the, the whole idea of why it's called half moon. Not that that really matters to you and your practice, but like why would we even do this pose and call it half moon? It has to do with that rotation. The purpose of the pose is the rotation. So that's all I'll say about this for today. We'll probably hear it a million times more um, just about how you get yourself set up. And let's do just a quick uh just a quick half moon on this side, the one you just did, where you see the difference. Like, it's probably true that you can do half moon with your fingertips on the floor. 
And from time to time, especially like maybe in a jam class that's busy, we might do this like with hands on the floor and uh, just go ahead with your fingertips on the floor, like unless it's absolutely like will not go. But just just test this theory in your body. Like you can do this, right? And then go ahead and come out of that, catch a block and do that side, like proportioning this and just feel the difference, feel what goes on, uh, feel your ability to work a little more open, right? By, by just being more stable. Good. Go ahead and release that. And you're just going to go to the other side with just your fingertips down. So just, uh, or your, your hand, right hand down, open up and just see what it's like on the floor, right? So like if you had, if you were in a yurt somewhere, an igloo somewhere, and you didn't have a block, you could do half moon. And, and for some of us, right, for some of us with longer arms, the experience won't be too bad, not at all, right? But for some of us, it's just not ideal. Then uh, come on out of that and just take a block any side you want right? and raise yourself up a little bit. And you give yourself more of this opportunity to turn open. And, and I guess in the case of the half moon, Ardha Chandrasana, to reflect the beams of the sun that are shining on you from your entire... <laughs> This is where I just don't tend to go with yoga stuff, but some people do. And if you groove on that, you groove on that. Like, do you? Like, groove on being the reflection of the sun. Yeah. But I like, just get the sense all four moving out kind of equally with the limbs, right? It's grounded and lifted limbs just pressing outward good all directions you're going to bow forward and release that out have a little ragdoll and we'll sway side to side i mean when balance coincides with a request for side body you can't help but do like a long half moon it just is and i haven't forgotten the other sides needs to do the uh the whole thing so this little series standing leg raise airplane half moon traditional power yoga sequence because it challenges our vestibular system by taking the limbs away from center, whereas eagle brought them in, helping us kind of calm and center. That's why it comes first, right? We bring everything in first. So we get good and centered before we then move outward. The, the challenge rises as we move through balance. So releasing this, walk your feet together. And on your inhale, Reach to stand, mountain pose. And then hands to heart center. We'll take breath all the way out, empty. When you inhale, left knee's coming up. And hold the knee. And for right now, we're just going to get this uh, other arm involved. So the, the right hand at the hip, elbow pointing back. May try to fan out to the side. Do your best to keep it in. So that's just a, that's a, a nice little point of organization there for you. Right? It doesn't have to be harsh. It's just organizing things that your shoulder blade is drawing to your back. Take your knee out to the side. While you do that, keep your right elbow pulling back. Doesn't have to overdo it. In fact, don't overdo it. But there's just a point of like you're still really organized on that standing side. Good. Come on back to center and uh, take both hands to the knee. Yeah. This is a nice modification for extending the leg out in front and the, uh, Arm back. You're going to take then the left hand to the hip, slide it back, and then turn your torso to the left. 
Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, and eventually you turn your gaze, but you don't have to, right? We'll get into the whole drishti thing in, in a few classes. It can help to press your knee forward into your hand. Good. Come on back to center again. Catch the knee with both hands. Just nice to do there before you send it back to airplane. Much nicer than what the Power 90 crowd got to do yesterday, which was hold that leg out in front of them forever. Sorry. Not sorry. Good. Airplane, you breathe. All right. Yes, and then hands to heart center. And go for it. Catch a block in your right hand. And if you're at home and don't have a block, it's totally fine if you like use something else, like like make something up. Remember that time I used a can of tomatoes? <laughs> it was way early days of the Zoom thing. I was home, I didn't have any blocks, and you know, it worked. Good. And then press into your standing foot, lift your thigh muscle. Draw your abdominals in. Think of the uh, side plank and the triangle action we get. That's what we're going through here. With your heel, the upper heel, stand on the back wall. Just press through it. Good. On your exhale, you can release that and bow forward. Super. Right. From your bow forward, step your feet back. We're going to go right to child's pose. Place your head down. Breathe. I'm going to give y'all some quiet time because I've been talking a lot. You breathe. And anything that you just picked up on within those postures, within yourself, in these moments, just allow things to kind of crystallize and dissolve. That's another part of the practice. This is balance concept is balancing, learning the technique, doing the things, receiving and letting that kind of lesson land with us, listening to our body, having the experience. Move back and forth between different parts of our brain. All right, next inhale, come on up to your hands and knees, then down dog. Look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. And then pause here, bringing the arms to cactus or goal pose. So you're just standing upright. So our, our poses so far have been about kind of the center, right? Now we're gonna move into a back bending quality with dancer. And dancer is the most complex pose we got. Standing balance, back bend, bind, there's all kinds of stuff. Start though here with pulling the elbow points down. Feel your shoulder blades when you lift the elbows up. Let them come up. You know, just wherever you want to come up. Shoulder blades lift, shoulder blades down. Then shoulder blades squeeze in towards center. Shoulder blades uh, move away from center, slide wide. 
go ahead and just do a couple of creative arm movements here where you feel the action of your shoulder blades and the action of your shoulder blades independent of the movement of your spine. So you could do a big back bend, but instead you're just feeling the shoulder blades move on the rib cage. The rib cage itself isn't moving. You're just able to move your shoulder blades around. The rib cage is staying at center. Then you bring it back to the cactus arms and slide your right foot back behind you to a toe. When you slide your right foot back behind you, you'll notice that the hips tilt just a little bit. Probably just a little bit. Yes, for everybody. You felt the the, the front of your pelvis it comes a little forward. Tailbone starts to point a little back. Anybody, everybody? Yeah, good. Excellent. Thank you for audibly doing that. We're going to bend the knee and back and lift the foot. Good. And then draw your heart up. Feel your spine move in toward the back of your heart. So now you've got the thoracic spine, spine that runs through your rib cage, pulling in. Right, so this is the mechanics of dancer. I call it Martha Graham dancer because if you've ever seen a Martha Graham show, there there's cool arm positionings and things. Right? Release this slowly, bring your hands to heart center and pause. But what does it have to do with this whole you know, dance that we think of or Natarajasana that we think of? Uh, go ahead from hands to heart center, take your right leg back again, bend the knee, and now right arm back, focus on keeping your rib cage where it is and just sliding your hand back until it catches the foot. Right? And maybe it catches, maybe it doesn't. If it does catch from the inside, thumb in line with the big toe. Bring your left arm into a cactus, squeeze the shoulder blades in and bring your thoracic spine in, right? Good, so same pose, you just now have a bind going on. Yes, we feel that? And you've got tailbone slightly pointing back, not a lot, but enough and your chest lifting up and forward. Good. Keep this alignment, and then you're just gonna extend your arm up. Nice right, so left arm up. And kicking foot to hand, start to pull the foot up. Right, yeah. Good. Then notice if you've kind of turned your rib cage to the side, are you twisted now? Like we're all twisted, let's face it. But like, can you uh, bring this straight on? Good. On an exhale, slow release, hands to heart, foot to mat. Close your eyes, breathe, right? So this is all just a learning process and we're breaking this down. And sometimes like with these poses, when we break them down, they get a lot harder because we have to spend a little more time in them, right? And then when we also have to like pay attention and not default to the uh, compensations that we might use to just stay up. Like how many of you felt that? Like, like I know the way to do dancer and stay up right? This is not it. This is the way to do dancer and fall over, right? Totally fine. If you're not falling out of your balance poses once in a while, you're not exploring them, so, right? I mean, if you're falling out of them all the time, then maybe like more focus is, is needed, right? But like getting the mechanics, why do we do these balance poses? What is the challenge? The challenge is not, can you keep your foot off the floor, right? That's a, a six-year-old balance game. How long can you stand on one foot, right? What we're doing is trying to move our body in different ways and respond with balance. So on your inhale, your arms up, over, take the cactus of the arms, 
So we're going to use this to keep our rib cage steady. You're just going to kind of like frame this up, lock in. Left leg back as you move your foot back and it reaches far back behind you in a tendu, I think it's called. Uh, the tailbone points a little back. As you lift the foot off the floor, you can feel that even more. Bend the knee. We bring your spine in. You got this back bend. And you can go with this. We'll just see what the, the back bending feels like. Chest opening, back bending. Right, breathe. Roll your eyes if you hate it. If not, you don't have to. Good, breathe in. And then breathe out, hands to heart. Super good. Super good. So that's the feeling. That's the, that's the freedom of it, the back bend. Uh, then uh, just a little more, a little more structured. Left leg back, bend the knee. Lift your chest. And then the left hand's going to go back. When the left hand goes back, the arm goes to the inside of the heel, the palm facing out, and you catch the foot, right? And explore that. Then the right arm to a cactus. And why do we use a cactus? It gives you a little more access to the shoulder blade, right? To be able to move it around. Remember, we just moved them around. Pull it down, let the shoulder blades kind of come toward each other on your back. Then you can straighten that arm, continue to lift straight up. All right. And foot goes up and back, and uh, the arm kind of wants to go forward to balance the leg and back. But where is the arm going in the dancer and full expression of dancer? The right arm's going back so that the hand can catch the foot back there. And I'm sure that once you get it, you become a better person. But I have not achieved that, so I am still just uh, mortal, very mortal. <laughs> On an exhale, release slowly. Super good. Have a breath. Close your eyes. Right? Nothing we want to take out in our balance practice is that this means anything. Nothing means anything except for what you make it mean, right? Right. Like in terms of this practice, there are things in life that are meaningful and they have their own. But this is your practice, and you can make this practice a joy. You can make an exploration. You can make it. There's a, a total like opportunity to instill curiosity in yourself, to instill good humor in yourself, right? Give yourself peace and to take care of your body. You do not have to do this, right? Like this does not make you a better person. This does not make you anything other than someone who's practicing a yoga pose. But how you practice that yoga pose is the quality of your practice. Take Tree. You're going to root your left foot down, set your gaze straight ahead, let the right leg just float up or do whatever it wants to do. If it wants to be by your ankle, cool. If your leg feels really willing to just slide way up there without turning your body off of center, right? Cool, do it. If your arms want to go up overhead, cool. Like just let this right, tree, which closes our balance practice, you always find this one at the end is a way of kind of bringing things back to a simplicity and a naturalness. So check in with your throat, with your shoulders, with the sensations around them. You know, like bring it to kids yoga. Like if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Right? Like, yeah. like this was like a happy one, I hope. Right. Breathe. Like, but not like a, not like a dying one, right? Not like a brittle one, not one that's like hollow inside, 
Breathe in. And then when you breathe out, hands to heart, foot to mat, and pause. And he goes, no, I don't go to the, this yoga side very much except with kids. But like when you think of the qualities of a tree, when you're walking in the trees, like we have some beautiful trees. I'm, like, I'm so glad to be back in Sonoma County. Uh, yeah, there are some amazing trees. Like you can bring that to your practice. Like what's the beauty of a tree to you, right? Then, then do that, right? So other side and you take left leg to wherever that leg bone wants to sit, right? This is not the measure of the pose. Hiking the leg up is often a measure of our ego, right? The leg bones have a relationship, right? And sometimes, right, like the thigh bone is just going to hit the hip and send you off balance because it lifts the hip, right? Sometimes the legs just, you know, it's just not in the mood to, to do you know, what the brain says it should do. Give yourself the opportunity to balance, right? And once it gets easy with the foot at the ankle or the calf, if that's where you are, you could try like raising it up an inch if you really want to see, if you want to explore, cool. If that throws you all off, like in your hips and in your spine, is it worth it? I don't know. That's your question to ask. You don't need to have the heel high for tree. It is not a thing. That is not the race that we're in. If you really want to be in a like optimal tree pose, it's from your foot up through the center of your chest, up through the back of your head, up through your hands, right? That's where the line is. Yes, that's where the line of balance is. That's where you're going to get the most out of this. Like if you're just here to do the muscular work, that's where it is. Breath in and then breath out. Bring hands to heart and foot to mat. That was beautiful. Next inhale, reach up, mountain pose. And exhale, fold, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. High to low push it. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Cool. Breath in. Open your mouth, let it go. Oh, look through your hands. Walk across to seated. Come on down to your back. When you arrive, come on up to bridge or wheel. I will tell you, we did a lot with that dancer that you may just find that wheels a little easier today. So if you're if you're not sure, just plant your hands. See if it takes you there. Right. Yeah. Breathe in and breathe out. So what are we doing here? We're just looking to open the front body, strengthen the back body. Doesn't matter what the shape is. It matters that you're pressing the floor. Matters that you're opening the front body with your breath. Good. Have one more breath in. And then slowly come down. If you're in wheel, you're going to tuck your chin and slide down. Lightly land and then supta baddha kanasana. Super. 
Let your eyes fall gently closed and your face soften. There is no mask to wear. Awesome. Really well done. And there are so many layers and so many tendrils to this practice, right? For every pose, there's probably a thousand threads that we could pull on. Right? And we're only going to get to explore a few in any given yoga class, but that's why this is a 90-year practice. One thing that we hope to give you here in, in this particular method is some insight into what you might choose to be working in these poses. You can choose to construct your practice in a way that's powerful for you, right? Because it's not about the pose. Doing a yoga pose, no matter what anyone tells you, you can just debunk that any yoga pose, any one yoga pose is going to do any specific thing for you. They're all good. They're all going to do something. Uh, but mostly they're going to do, it's, it's, it's karma, right? It's like your actions, your efforts, your intentions of what you're putting into it, right, is the thing. Right? If you want this practice to help you be more peaceful, right, then that's how you do it. If you want to get stronger, that's how you do. And it's also kind of teasing out, well, what is that? Right? What is that to you? What feels strong? What feels peaceful? Because what looks and what feels, right? the shape of something and the sensation of something can be totally different things, right? As you practice, as you move through and you're feeling that you're putting into the practice that thing you want to receive, right? these things do start to work. They start to become almost magical. Right? But it's not the pose, it's you. Bring your knees together, give them a hug in, a little rock side to side. And then arms out like cactus or wing, knees side to side, belly twisting pose. One more round through. Enjoy it. And we'll bring this back into center and extend legs out long, arms back behind. This is a really interesting take on a, a Shavasana that I will never actually call Shavasana, but lace your fingers and press your knuckles toward the back wall really, really strongly 
hands together, knuckles to the back wall, squeeze your legs tightly, point your toes forward. I can't even imagine this. Everybody called Shavasana, but I was in a class in Dubai and they called the Shavasana. And um, I don't know. I don't know. The woman was actually Indian. So I'm just going to say like it was for it was not just like like shaped magazine it was real <laughs> and uh but you just just kind of stretch long stretch. you start to feel a little bit of a weightlessness right there's a little bit of a like, like you're really working but then there's these side body lengths that you get anyone getting those yeah, when you really point to the toes and reach to the pinky or the ring finger knuckle Good. breath in and then just let all that dissolve stay long stay reaching we're going to take all the limbs over to the right into banana pose. Oh, yeah, kick things if, you, if you're still angry about that shavasana. <laughs> so banana pose, definitely, definitely the original um, name for this. <laughs> you're going to cross your right ankle over the left, catch your right, or catch the left wrist with your right hand. So basically, what's happening here? The the right limbs, right leg. And the right arm, they're the ones that are helping you stretch the left side by anchoring the left ankle down. And then right arm, so you give a little tug on the left arm. So you've got side body. And then another element to this that, that helps with this elongation is abdominals drawing in so that you keep your hips level. Hips may be trying to roll to the side. Uh, keep the, the left hip squarely on the mat. Breath in. and breath out. Just let that slowly dissolve, bring it over to the other side. And as the limbs move over, uh, again, so the left ankle crosses over the right. So the host ankle is holding the, the guest ankle down. And then the left hand catches the right wrist and pulls long. And I overemphasize this because I was taught it the incorrect way. And for years, I did it the wrong way. And I was like, what the heck is this supposed to do? I feel like my hips rolling out of joint. This is terrible. And um, then I realized that I was just doing it wrong. So uh, it helps to do it the proper way to not hate it, as it turns out. But ideas, body lengthening. You reach long through left side. You get breath in. And then come on back to center, breathe out, knees in, rock side to side. Take right ankle to the outside of the left knee. So we're back to like we were in that standing pigeon. The ankle bone is to the outside of the thigh. And then you can choose to catch the left leg, like a figure four stretch, recline pigeon. Uh, you could also let this turn, let the, the whole uh, operation of the legs turn over to left where you've got now the right foot is on the floor. You catch the shin, you press the shin forward, and you breathe.
slowly unwind that one to center and then other side when you cross cross the ankle to the outside of the knee any variation on this side even if it's different than the first one so when we get into the idea of balance between left and right sides we don't want to confuse it with exact symmetry right we are not symmetrical as beings, right? You have differences in the internal organs from left to right, right? And we have differences in our walking autobiography from left to right, Like Most of us have not been hurt exactly equally on both sides, left and right, throughout our lives, thank God, right? Can you imagine if every single injury you sustained to your left leg, you also sustained to your right leg? every surgery you had on one side you had to have another right like so we've got differences that doesn't mean we can't be in balance that you can't work each side to its optimal openness and strength it may mean the shape is a little different right and that's good that's right that's you being honest enough to have a good relationship with yourself Breath in, breath all the way out. And unwind, come on back to center and have any finishing poses that you like, anything that completes your practice for you. Make your way to a real Shavasana, like the one that's relaxing and good and just allows you to uh, release your body into the floor to be held by your mat to have the space held for you that you can be at ease as the human being that you are There's such value in this. Every single human being on the planet had a daily practice, right, of acknowledging the human being we are. What would this place look like if we all felt we had the space, the time, the support to do that. And the cool thing is, here we do.
stay here as long as you like. Right? By here, like in that state of your being, where nothing else is required of you. That it is simply good that you are. And choose to stay in that as you begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side. Make your way up to seated. Take a moment to draw hands together at heart center. You press palm into palm. It's a joining of left and right sides. Active unification of you with yourself. You draw thumbs to forehead center and a salute toward one another and a gesture acknowledging our oneness as human beings. That was awesome, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Very cool. Thank you for being here. Super great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Awesome to see you always. Thank you for putting up with the unfiltered yoga today. I don't know where all that came from, but I mean, I know where it all came from. I just don't know why it came out. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.